0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3.
1: Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. it's time now for Why It Matters. You know, you go through the papers every couple of days. Surely you would come across a news piece about some kind of a data breach or a major data breach, right? And you know, you read about how it exposes millions of customers' personal data to criminals. And it makes you think, you know, how important it is to protect your personal information online. How cautious are you? I know I'm quite paranoid Cautious. that's just me. Uh, Protecting your personal and professional information in an online or mobile world is really no different than protecting your own house, your own vehicles. Security can be as simple as locking the doors, or as elaborate as monitoring and setting alarm systems. So, when you make a few simple changes to your devices and accounts, you can maintain security against outside parties' unwanted attempts to access your data, as well as protect your privacy from those that you don't consent to sharing your information with. So let's find out more about some of the resolutions that you can take up to protect yourself and your information online this year. Online with me is Stephen Saruman, who is a regional vice president ASEAN at Palo Alto Networks. Good
0: morning, Stephen. How are you? Good morning, Elliot, and Kong Si Fa Chai.
1: Hey, hey, Kong Si Fa Chai to you too. Certainly hope you'll be a good, prosperous 2023. Let's talk about the importance of securing accounts. We all know that it's very important. But why do some people still neglect it?
0: I guess... There's a couple reasons, Elliot. Firstly, many of us have multiple devices and a common flaw or fault is we have a single password for all of our multiple devices to make it easy for ourselves. You know, we are creatures of laziness at times Mm. and we like weak passwords and single passwords to protect our phone, our laptop, our iPad and whatever else we have. And so it's an issue of discipline. We, We need to understand that securing your accounts is critical. Like the analogy you used, would you leave your door open? Mm. Would you leave your safe open? Mm. Your personal identity is one of the most important assets that we possess, and it's critical we secure this. So locking your account, securing your accounts, is critical. You should not be sharing this with anyone.
1: Mm. A paranoid personality helps, which would describe myself. Um, It
0: does. I have so many
1: passwords, I've actually forgotten some of them.
0: (laughs) And well, then I, I mean, on that point, yes, on that point, you know, there are tools. So you can have a password manager to assist you with managing and keeping these right. passwords. Right. And when you update your password. So there are methods and ways to assist with this complexity. Saying it's too difficult and not doing it mm. is not an option. So there are ways to assist you. Mm.
1: Uh, Stephen, I'm curious about another aspect, which is to protect web browsing. What does this yes. entail and how
0: dangerous is it? Well, this is another potential attack surface, a point which someone can compromise your personal identity. So we are all on the internet regularly, more so than ever because through our smart device. So when you do go online, your behavior is being tracked. So it's important that you protect your web browsing so you're not disclosing personal preferences Information, etc., because there are insights to who you are as a person. What are your buying preferences? What things you do? Your behavior, etc. And they're ways for a malicious attacker to copy or mimic you and use your identity to then undertake an attack. So it's very important you should protect your web browsing. You would note now, for example, if you do an update on your laptop mm-hmm. or on your phone, you have the option to opt out, you know, that your web browsing should not be tracked. And it's mm-hmm. important you select this. So I personally make sure I never allow cookies or a trail of what my behavior is. And mm-hmm. of course, there's always the virtual private network. It's not necessary for everyone, but if you frequently connect through a public Wi-Fi, you should consider using a VPN. Now, many of us connected public Wi-Fi again because we might be in a, a cafe, we might be in an airport, we might be in a hotel lounge and we want to quickly access our email. Many of a different generation want to quickly access the Wi-Fi because we've got to update our Facebook or our Instagram (laughs) status because it's critical to our livelihood for some (laughs) unknown reason. But, you know, connecting to the Wi-Fi, not using a VPN, exposes your position, your location, your identity, your credentials, etc. So a VPN is another way to protect your web browsing.
1: Mm, So that's on the shared network. What about if at home especially where, you know, some families, they have kids. Uh, maybe you can't afford every kid to have their own laptop. What if it's a shared laptop? Could that pose as a problem?
0: Potentially, because, you know, someone may have left their login details there and, you know, it's being used by an alternate party. Mm. i give you a very simple example. I was just over the Chinese New Year long weekend. I was staying in a place. I turned on the smart. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Netflix is logged in. I don't need to log in. And someone had been previously in the villa, had logged in, and I had all this person's credentials. Being the person I am in in the industry, I mean, I logged out immediately. I mean, I didn't even want to look at it. But those simple mistakes, sharing devices, not logging out, is you know, a simple mistake. And it can lead to a compromised situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally with you on that one. Let's talk about uh, this thing called antivirus. So I, I was on my phone mm. the other day and someone looked over, a friend of mine looked over and said, what are you doing? So I'm doing an antivirus scan and then I'm clearing the cache. Huh? You do that? And it, it got
0: me wondering, w- wait a minute, do people not use antiviruses anymore? What are you observing in the industry? Yeah. So, I mean, again, there's a term um, I want to use, and it appears that you are very good at this yourself. We all need to be cyber fit. Right. Singapore is a smart nation. It's critical that we're cyber fit and we do the right practices, behaviors, and have the right discipline. Being cyber fit, one of those elements is if there is an update, do the update. Mm. Now, again, If you're not cyber fit, it's like, oh, should I go for a run this morning? Ah, I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) Likewise, if there's an antivirus update, you should do it immediately. Don't Mm -hmm. delay. The reason there is an update being pushed is the particular vendor has noted or identified there might be a security flaw in a particular line of code. It's in your interest to update and do the, the antivirus check, et cetera and update your operating system. These updates are not there to make our life difficult. Something has been identified that could be malicious. Yeah. It's important we take that action. Now, again, why do I use the term cyber fit? If we want to be fit, you've got to go and train every day. Uh, you can't put it off. You know what? I'll start running after I digest all the Chinese New Year food I've had the last three days. Yeah. Cause you know, we make New Year's resolutions. The worst thing about New Year's resolutions is as time passes, guess what happens to our resolutions? You stop yeah. doing them. Yeah. So the New Year resolution as it relates to antivirus software or your OS update, do it immediately. Be consistent and committed to it. We've got to do it. Yeah. It's one of the key actions.
1: I suppose the problem there is like maybe I'm in the middle of working on something and finally my internet is done checking for updates and then something pops up. Okay, you need to update and restart your system. And you're going, hey, wait a minute, I'm in the middle of, of something important, so I'll do this later. I mean, that obviously is one of the key factors in this fast paced world that exactly. we live in,
0: right? Yes. So again, it comes back to being cyber fit, having the discipline. Mm. This is something I have to do, I have to go and do the squats. I have to go and do this five-kilometer run. I have mm. to go and do these 30 laps in the pool. We have to be very, very committed and diligent. If there is an AV antivirus run you have to do on your system to check, you know, is your system secure? Do it. Don't delay it. I understand, you know, sometimes we're all busy and so forth, but when we think about it, there is always a window to get something done. Make that commitment. Mm. If you're going to be committed to being fit, Cyber fit, get it done.
1: Mm. Stephen, I personally live by three letters, uh, which is DTA, don't trust anyone. Uh, Some people think (laughs) I'm a bit paranoid, but uh, it's quite important to have this zero trust mentality. Maybe I'm a bit extreme, but could you advise us, how do we develop this zero trust mentality, especially when it comes to data?
0: Yeah, so so Elliot, I really love the fact that you flagged mentality. Mm. So of course, you know, myself, and the company I work for, Palo Alto Networks, we talk a lot about zero trust. There is an element of technology in the approach to zero trust. There is, and we do that. We do constant validation. We're constantly checking the network, the endpoints, the cloud security, etc. So there's a technology aspect, but as you rightly flag, there's a mentality element. So I come back to cyber fit nation. Okay, We all need to have... The mindset, if we receive an SMS and it says you've just won the lottery tickets or the, ha- the keys to the new Ferrari, mm. do you click on the link to go and check what you've won or do you suspect it might be something malicious? Yeah. Now, this is the problem. We have moments in our life where we are a little bit less cautious. And if we are caught at that moment where we're not thinking with zero trust, we can be compromised. Now, I'll use Singapore as an example over the last three years while this has become particularly important. The elderly, my father is an example. He's 80. Okay. You know, they come from a generation, think about it, there was extreme trust. You would talk to your neighbors. You would bump into people in the street. You would chat to each other. You would help each other. If you come from a generation of extreme trust, it's very hard to tell these people, hey, if you've received a message on your phone device, be cautious. It could be risky. Over the last couple of years, you've seen a lot of incidents with the elderly being scammed in Singapore because they have found it very difficult to not trust people. Mm. They come from that generation when I tell him to be cautious, his response to me, oh, it's fine, you know, this person wanted to help me. And my response to him is, did they really want to help you? Mm. So the mentality element is critical. We always must validate. If I receive something and it's even from my staff, I think it's unusual, I call the person. Did you just Mm. send me this to Mm. check? The other group I think is really important, you know, and around the education part is the young generation it's important we the vendors you know your radio show everyone we educate the community at a very early age to understand the importance of cyber fit mm-hmm. we talked about you know using antivirus updating your os having the zero trust mentality it's the youth this is where we start this education process so it's not technology it's training people to be aware to be cognizant and to be in a mindset, there is potential risk in something I do. Should I be sharing everything about me online? Mm. Should I be caring or not caring about my web browsing behavior? Should I be posting, you know, on Instagram, here's my boarding pass with my full name and my seat number. Yeah, I see people doing that all the time. In fact, an ex-colleague of mine who works for another technology vendor just did this and I responded to her offline and said, do you realize, that this is potentially risky. And she goes, no, I didn't show my passport. I said, yes, but you showed your full name. Yes. With your full name, that's the starting point where they start to scrape the internet to see what else they can find out about you yeah. and start building a profile around you and the missing pieces, they'll use something else and they'll mm. have you know, a persona, which they will then use to go and do something bad. Mm -hmm. So the discipline, the mentality is key to being cyber fit.
1: i just got a a final question, uh, just a quick one. What happens if I receive one of these messages and I, out of instincts, accidentally click on the link? Should I panic or or how should I react? If I've accidentally clicked on the link, the link pops up. Okay, uh, enter in your details perhaps, but I haven't done that.
0: Yeah, I mean, immediately you should take the device offline so it's quarantined. You hear this term quarantine, the first thing is take it offline, quarantine it so it doesn't propagate through other devices, through your network, etc. Once it's quarantined, what happens then, you know, there's a response team, you know, it might be the help desk from your telco, your security vendor, your, you know, Mm. whoever is supporting that device. And f- from the point it's quarantined, they can check and validate, has your device been compromised? Have you lost something? Can you turn it back on? How to clean it, etc. cetera. Um, okay. There'll be an audit done on the device, but turning and isolating it is critical. Don't leave it connected because while it's connected, more information's been collected and even worse, it's propagating throughout your system and other devices. And before you know it, every device in your family or at home will be compromised. That is great advice.
1: Thank you so much for that. I've been speaking with Stephen Scaramang, who is the Regional Vice President for ASEAN at Palo Alto Network. Stephen, thank you again for your time.
0: Take care and have a great day ahead. You too. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.